0: Hi everyone! Welcome to The Twenties Project, a podcast where we as HEC Paris students gather people in their twenties and talk about their life stories.
1: Hey, I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Christina. Get ready to discover career growth, self-development, and the adventures of studying abroad. We're very happy today to be joined by JA, the Senior Executive Director of Career Center in HEC. We're here today to talk about career growth, self-development, and improvement. And so, hi! How
2: are you? I'm doing great. I'm very happy to be with you today.
0: Well, we're also really happy. We feel really fortunate to have you there. So perhaps before we dive a little deeper into your introduction, as you said, you're really happy to join us today. Is there a specific reason why you accepted to join us?
2: Because you are basically accomplishing my dream. Mm. Uh, as a la- podcaster? As a podcaster. Really? <laughs> so for the last year and a half, I was thinking maybe we should have uh, we should come up with a new way to communicate with students. Mm-hmm. And the main message would be, nothing is written. It's your job to make up your own mind about what you can do after HEC or during HEC. And so I had that sort of background music in my mind and, uh, and podcast was coming back very often. Mm-hmm. So when you reached out, I was like, oh, yes, I want to, I want to speak with
0: you. Oh, that's um, perfect. Wow. And so, of course, Jacqueline and I, when we started our M1 year, of course, we heard your very inspiring speech on, you know, what the Career Center can bring us and everything. But for those who don't know you, who are you?
2: So I'm originally from France, Mm -hmm. from southwest France, from Toulouse. I went to business school myself. I worked for five years in corporate finance, doing mergers and acquisitions in the energy and then the airline sectors. After that, I transitioned to recruiting, and then talent development, Mm -hmm. working first in France and then in the U.S. for a non-governmental organization, a microfinance institution called Finca, now Finca Impact Finance. And that was for about um, nine years. And then the last 11 years, I've been working in higher education because in recruiting, you say no 99% of the time. (laughs) Uh, When you work in higher education and when you work in career centers, you say 100% yes because you uh, you become part of the service industry and you partner with students and it's a much rewarding role. So I did that for nine years at Johns Hopkins University and I joined HEC in August 2021.
1: You personally went from finance to recruiting, to HR. How did you find this path? Like what inspired you on the way or what was the trigger point?
2: I think like many of you, uh, initially I wanted to acquire hard skills, technical Mm -hmm. skills. I always wanted to work in talent development. Uh, When I was in business school, I did an apprenticeship in human resources and I, I loved it. But quickly I realized that I didn't really know other functions and other business uh, functions. And I decided that um, finance could be a good way. I was uh, I was comfortable with numbers. And so I did that for five years, as I said before. And then I found it much more rewarding to go back to the HR function. It was within a multinational, within a French multinational, which allows... Um, its employees to move from one function to, to, to a different function. And so when I did it, I realized that I was a much better, uh, back then I was a recruiter, a much better recruiter because I had seen the other side of the story and not only being the functional expert who has only known one perspective.
1: Mm, So
2: it helped me a lot. Um, so doing recruiting and then expanding my scope to, uh, talent development, uh, learning, uh, creating career paths for employees. Uh, and then the rest is history because you know how I made it here.
0: And perhaps in terms of, you know, we're mentioning accompanying people when it comes to their career growth and aspirations. Was it difficult or, or were people more really proactive in that sense, coming up with, uh, you know, promotion ideas and how, how did it work?
2: most of the time we don't really know what we do Mm -hmm. and because it's a very difficult challenging uh, endeavor Um, you've got number one you've got economic pressure because we all have uh, economic obligations Um, and we have peer pressure we have family pressure and it's a really difficult thought process, or it takes a lot of time. It takes commitment. And most of the time, and I'm putting myself in the, in the package or in the, in the group is we default to what I would call the path of least resistance. So we will do, we'll go with whatever sounds okay, or prestigious, or no, I want, don't want to say easy because nothing is easy, but the most traditional path and because socially it makes sense economically it makes sense but at the end of the day personally we don't really know what makes sense and the big I think the biggest mission of a school like HEC is to make sure that we encourage the students to think twice and to allow themselves to think about what really inspires them and to translate those inspirations that could be so diverse because we don't have one single identity we have Mm -hmm. Each of us has so many identities and so many interests. And then to be able to convert those identities, interests, inspirations into actual path. Or better say, at least the next step. Mm -hmm. And to allow themselves to take those steps to test opportunities. And giving up the idea that every step... Will determine the rest of your life, you, you know that pressure yeah. oh, yes. people will say if you don't do this, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the end of the world. Exactly you right. will never recover from that choice, which is c- a complete I mean which is a, mista- a mistake that's the good news for you for your generation is compared to um, older generations is that the game has never been that open. it's completely open. Mm-hmm. you have many more opportunities. This is the good news. The bad news is the level, the rhythm of disruptions is such that you will have to change much more, many more times than people like me and my generation. So uh, maybe you remember, I, I always mentioned that number, but maybe the number is already obsolete. You are expected to change maybe six to seven times of jobs in your future career. At the end of the day, if we're able to convince you that nothing is written in advance mm-hmm. that you decide and that you are it's okay to try mm-hmm. and number two that we have convinced you and prepare you in terms of um, job readiness to manage all the changes that will come your way, either changes that you um, desire or changes that you're going to uh, Uh, deal with like maybe your job is going to disappear and so it's about those skills the life skills to say it's fine I can always redesign my life.
1: Mm. Yeah I think now we emphasize a lot on like transferable skills so Mm -hmm. I think that's also something that can help us move from function to function more easily than before and also that would also less define ourselves in only one certain industry or function right but then at the same time like we're all afraid of peer pressure we have timeline limits we have all our plans ahead like but how can we prepare ourselves in terms of like mindset to be more brave and encouraged to try new things
2: i was referring to the everlasting um, question um, which is what do you want to do with your life Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you want to do when you grow up?
0: A really difficult question.
2: (laughs) And this is a question, it's a loaded question. And it's a question that we should never, ever ask again.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Nobody knows. Uh, The real question is, as I said before, is what inspires you? And to force yourself to start from a a blank page with all the things that inspire you, and then transfer, go from there to people, actual people, who do something related to what inspires you. Mm-hmm. And go and meet with them. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of time. I'm now referring to networking. And I want to go beyond the, yeah, you have to network. And then people look at it as uh, um, another um uh, of a course or something no it's something you have to enjoy and you have to do it very strategically because it's so time consuming and you can only do it properly if you have thought about the maybe the four or five themes that you want to explore the things that inspire you it could be a function it could be a sector it could be a geography it could be a language it could be a passion so for example, I know that at some point of my personal life, I would like to speak Italian. I learned Italian in business school. I love the Italian language. And so I had that idea that at some point, I don't know when, so I always try to ask questions about uh, speaking Italian. Maybe I won't do it, but I know that it's something I want to, I want to keep in mind. Yes. And so the, one of the lessons for the audience today is never assume, never assume anything about market, never assume anything about compensation levels. Another myth is to say, oh, if I go and work for an an NGO, I will be paid nothing. Well, it really depends. If you go straight to an NGO right after a master's degree, you won't be paid much. And it depends whatever your priorities are at that moment. But if you go, let's say, to that NGO maybe five or seven years, seven years later, already with some hard skills, functional skills, that NGO will value the fact that they don't have that um, skill set in-house mm-hmm. and will pay you close to the market. Mm-hmm. And so never assume. And the way you understand a market, a function, an organization, a country, it's by doing your homework, doing the due diligence and understanding the job market, understanding the organizations that hire, how they hire.
1: Because you mentioned strategically networking. Yeah. What are your tips? Because personally, I think we had a little workshop
0: at the beginning when we entered HTC Paris, but at the same time, I don't feel like I've ever had a class or proper knowledge around what it means to network, what mm. I can concretely do. And I wouldn't consider myself as like a good networking person Mm -hmm. I try to be genuine and I try to ask questions but then we're all different professionals are different companies are different and sometimes people come up with really broad advice Mm -hmm. but then how can you tailor it to who you are what
1: makes sense for you and also what are the next steps after the networking
2: so networking let's start with the basics networking is not about Getting an unfair advantage about a recruiting process, mm-hmm. if it if it's a case, it will be um, it it may happen, uh, maybe five percent of the time, ten mm-hmm. percent of the time, and that's not really the point. Um, number two, it's about market intelligence. So the way to look at networking is to uh, get market intelligence that will put you in a better position the next time you apply for a job or an internship for that sector. Mm-hmm. Number three, it's about a human being who is equally busy, who doesn't know you. And so it's the, one of the most challenging sales jobs I know. You're reaching out to someone who doesn't know you, and you're, what you're trying to get is 20 minutes of his or her time, which is a big ask, mm-hmm. a big favor. And so the way you do that, you're, you say you're mindful of the time of that person. You show professionalism, meaning you explain how uh, you got the contact details, why you're reaching out specifically to that person, what type of information you would like to get, And you thank that person for her time and consideration. Mm -hmm. And if you do those things in the context of the HCC network, I would bet you that alumni will react positively because you have demonstrated professionalism and a very mindful perspective or approach of their time. So let's say now they are going to, to say yes. And people want to give back people love talking about what they do, Mm -hmm. by definition. Mm -hmm. You just need to give them a framework so that they see that it will be useful. Mm -hmm. So when I said strategic networking, it's about being pragmatic about your targets, and then uh, not taking, if they don't respond, don't take things personally, Mm -hmm. but they will. (laughs) And then they will answer your question. So first, most of the people will will start telling you their stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you will ask further questions. And then at some point, and you have started now building some trust. And at some point, the person will say, tell me about yourself. And it's when you have your maybe two minutes to go a bit further and to, to pitch and to convince that person that maybe... 3 months from there she will meet someone and she will remember you and say oh I need to tell you about Christine because I met her 2 months ago and she had a very specific course at HCC or she has a very specific uh, association or club that she's in charge of and she's very bright and uh, we met briefly but I was impressed mm-hmm. But don't count on that. What you got from the conversation is um, maybe five key insights about that company, about that sector, and or that career path. And then the next time you, you're you in a, an interview or you're writing a cover letter, what you're, what you're going to write will be strengthened by the information you got from that person. That's
0: That's extremely interesting because from... What I hear from our generation, we do a lot of things because we want something back. Uh, So generally, we do a lot of networking because eventually we want to, you know, get into the company or achieve a certain position, get, you know, get somewhere. So I think it's important to say also, I was following uh, last semester a strategic people management class. Mm -hmm. And basically, our professor was telling us that being a giver... Long-term, it pays off. Mm. And i that's also something I believe in. So that's great to hear that by just going, remaining curious and genuine, that eventually you might or might not receive mm. something, but at least you learned throughout the process yeah. and you grew.
2: And even after you get your dream job or your job or your internship, um never stop networking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So networking is that it it has to become like a a second nature. And you can only network effectively if you're clear about what keeps inspiring you. Mm -hmm. And so you keep those two or three ideas. And whenever you meet someone, very briefly, you could say, oh, I have this passion for uh, performance management. Um, And yeah, five years ago, two years ago, or it has been always my my sort of special interest. Or in the next five years, I would like to explore this. And then people will say, oh, it's interesting that you're saying that, and you're not looking for a new job. Mm-hmm. Or because there is a conference every year where some of the colleagues at HEC go, and last year there was a, a talk, and let me put you in touch with the, the speaker. And that's mm-hmm. it. And you're creating um, different circles, your mentors, your ambassadors, because long-term, after giving and receiving, but some of the, these people will decide not to give you a job, but they will decide to be your mentor. Mm-hmm. And it could be a lifelong relationship of friendship. Um, the people that you will always call at every step of your career saying look i feel i need i need to find something else let's talk Mm -hmm. and you will do that people you trust and they don't have to be your friends Mm -hmm. you may reconnect with them every three to five years but you will reconnect with them anytime you want um, to try new ideas and to seek maybe a different perspective
1: Personally, also, like, I have some experiences where junior friends or, like, they will come to me and get information from the company I was in. Mm -hmm. And I also think the fact that giving also helps you reflect on what Mm -hmm. you want and what you like most. Um, During the process, when they are sharing their motivation of joining your company also helps you to rethink whether this is your... Uh, interest or whether the future is what you want. And I think that's always a good dynamic. Like it's not just you giving, you're also receiving from mm-hmm. people who are asking you questions. So I think that's a very good mutual help situation.
2: Always switch the table. Yes. I know in <clears throat> different cultures, networking doesn't come natural.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, the way I always, I always try to convince students from all around the world to do it, effectively is to say look you all went to a high school or undergrad or and so put yourself for one second imagine someone from your high school reaching out by email or on linkedin saying hi joe uh we went to we attended the same high school uh you're at hec uh what's up do you have time (laughs) the chances that you're going to reply to joe are very small Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
2: instead dear joe let me introduce myself uh, my name is i'm currently attending high school uh, x i noticed or i came across your profile recently uh, via so and so i imagine you're extremely busy um, now at, at HEC paris if possible i would like to have the opportunity or the chance to discuss with you about what brought you to HEC, your thought process I've noticed that on your linkedin profile you have mentioned that course this course and this is something and you explain why and thank you for your time and consideration so the ask is very clear it's mm-hmm. the 20 minutes i was referring to before and then what what are the chances you're going to give a chance to
0: much higher much higher of course
2: yeah. sincerity transparency respect
1: so that's all for our networking topic, and J.A. will still be with us for the next episode to talk about how to make important life decisions based on data, and how to remain ambitious while still being grounded in
0: the present, and of course, much more to come.
1: We hope you liked this episode. Don't forget to follow and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
0: Also, we always love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to DM us on our Instagram, the 20 Spot.